Hello there. You're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Monday, the 5th of June. Today, I'm joined by Lacey Smith, who is a Watson's Daily ambassador. Hey there, Lacey. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you, Peter? Yeah, all good here. Thank you. Um, So which story did you pick out from today's Watson's Daily? The story that I found interesting was the high demand for 35-year loans Oh yeah. Um, in the UK, mm-hmm. which my initial reaction to that is, okay, that's not all that groundbreaking, yeah. um, <laughs> which is funny. But I mean, I'm coming from a US perspective and the average loan length for a home in the US is 30 years. Yeah. So I mean, five years more, that doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Yeah. And I feel like a 30 to 35 year loan is relatively practical when you really think about it. I feel like the changes that they're making to mortgages in this country are helping to promote people to actually buy. Yeah. Um, they're, it's making it so that people are able to afford homes mm. again, which I think is, I'm. it seems like a very positive thing if you really yeah. look at it. So to me, yeah. it's like... Um, they made the deal of like, yeah, that means that they're going to be working for their, their entire life and paying a mortgage. But to me, I'm like, why is that a problem? If you get used to a payment, you get used to a payment. It comes out every month. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those things that when you have a 30 to 35 year loan, that's that means that the amount overall is stretched over that length of time enough to where every monthly payment is so much smaller. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like that smaller monthly payment seems safer for the bank because Mm. maybe if a couple buys a house and like one of them loses their job or something Mm -hmm. um if that payment's lower then like because it's such a long-term loan then they're probably more likely to be able to continue paying that mortgage and it's probably going to be a high priority because generally mortgages are the highest bill that you've got yeah um so to me it just it seems like a safe bet and a good Mm. bet and another way to promote home ownership in this country and i think why not what mm. do you think about that Peter? yeah i mean i think that's you, you've got some you've said some very good points there i mean um i think that uh the fact that we you know everyone has longer life expe- expectancy as well you do think well you got eight well eight people are living longer so why why not stretch it a bit longer plus um we're we're working longer as well you know, I mean, retirement rates continue to go up and I'm sure they will do over the next 10, 20 years. They will continue mm-hmm. to creep up. Um, and so actually this does make sense. Yes, the amount you're going to have to pay over time is more. But if that makes the monthly repayments affordable, then I think that that's, you know, that can only that can only help. Um, and I mean, I, I think that that's I mean, that that would definitely be sort of my my initial um reaction um to this and it's interesting as well you know i mean the 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 you know, halifax was saying that the average age of the first time buyer is now 32 so you know it's not out of the question um you know this kind of thing um and you know i i'm i'm also very i'm all i whenever i hear so actually when i was reading this article uh myself um i did think it was interesting where it says uh something like you know the average um person taking out a mortgage now will have to pay a rate of you know such and such um with a 25 percent 
uh, deposit. And I thought, whoa, hold on a minute. <laughs> I mean, who has 25% as a deposit as a first-time buyer? I mean, unless... I mean, you must be doing a job where you get, you know, like very <laughs> chunky bonuses, you know, bonuses, <laughs> and or you're going to have to be looking at, you know, bank of mum and dad or um, have some kind of inheritance. And how many people have that? You know, so I, I you know, so actually, I think that this may spread the, 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 the payments out for more people rather than people who happen to have access to lump sums you know large lump sums but i don't know what do you reckon i agree and it's one of those things when i think of like a home loan i'm doing like short maths in my head and i'm thinking like five hundred thousand pound home and you're putting 25 percent down that's like almost 125 that you're putting in i'm like who has that yeah to me it's like i you you want people to invest in a home you want them to do it i think that the zero down more mortgage scheme is brilliant yeah. i think that longer loans are brilliant i think it's very pro bank in mm. all honesty because mm. like you said the repayments will be higher if they have longer loans they're going to be mm. paying interest to you mm. for mm. 35 years now you mm. just got interest payments without having to do anything yeah um and you already and it's it's a secured loan so it's like one of those things where i'm like you have the secured investment you're making massive amounts of insurance or insurance, not insurance interest off of Mm. these payments. It's, it's a very pro bank solution to me. And I think that um, that's something to really think of. It's pro bank, but it's also pro, you know, people being able to get equity in the home. Mm. It's one of those things. Like when I was buying my first home in the States, I was looking at the payments and I went for a 30 year mortgage, which was Mm. standard there. Mm. Um, and my monthly payments for that home were less expensive than if I had paid for rent in Mm. an apartment Mm. uh, that was smaller than the home even was. Mm -hmm. So it's it's one of those things where I'm like, why not Mm. do what you can to invest in this? Why not give people the opportunity to invest in this sooner? Because it really seems like a win-win for everyone. Mm. Mm. I mean, I think, you know, obviously naysayers would say, well, look, you know, what happened, you know, will you will you have more people taking out mortgages that maybe can't afford them? And therefore, you know, bad loan, uh, you know, more loans will go bad for banks. But, yeah. I mean, like, well, you know, I, I, I guess. Um, but like, you know, I've said this before, is that if a bank is, I mean, you know, it, it, from a bank's point of view, yes, it is. It, it is arguably better to give uh, give someone a, a, a mortgage if they've put down a, a sort of chunky amount first. But I still fail to understand why. Um, you know, why is that difference to someone to sort of doing an affordability, and let's say someone is paying, I don't know, let's say fifteen hundred quid um per month in rent you know what's the difference between them doing that and say paying say 1300 pounds per month on a Mm -hmm. mortgage on a zero percent mortgage you know because you're still going to get the same this still the same affordability still the same circumstances i mean in the scheme of things let's say your 120 grand um uh, deposit actually doesn't really count for anything and it really and and actually wouldn't that be better 
that capital be better deployed by them, you know, making sure that they can, uh, that the buyers can actually make the payments for longer. So I don't know. I mean, it just seems strange to me. I feel like mortgages are such a safe bet as far as, like I said, they're secured. They're something that the bank has an asset. Yeah. So it's something that they can, they can make money off of that they really need to. And for the naysayers that say, um, like, what if we give too many and they are defaulting on their mortgage and that mm. my answer is what about credit checks? <laughs> I mean, yeah. the, I, I'm a strong like believer in credit checks. If mm. the first time home buyer is generally 32, they have had a lot of years to build credit. Mm. They have enough years for you to go, Oh, look over the past decade, mm. they've been able to pay their rent. They've been able mm. to pay all their bills. They've been very mm. consistent. Whereas mm. obviously maybe you don't want to give a 35 year loan to someone who has really horrific credit. It just mm. seems like one of those things that I'm like, yes, there's still, there's always going to be risk period. Mm. Like no matter what they do with the money, mm. no matter what investment they make, but it seems like a secured mortgage with a really solid credit check doesn't seem so out of, Yeah. it doesn't seem that insane to me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So there we go. Um, yeah. So I think I think we've sorted out mortgages then. Yep, sorted. <laughs> sorted, so all done. Story today. All done. Um, so yeah, I was going to talk about um, mental health apps. Now, um, I I thought this was very interesting. Uh, it was in in a, a, a Lex column um, article in the uh, in the Financial Times, and it was saying how um, you know uh, mental health practitioners are, have been saying that actually rely too much reliance on mental health apps could actually make things worse um, for the individuals involved because they're doing they're basically self-medicating and they are not seeing anyone who's qualified to make a proper assessment um, of what their mental health status actually is Um, so you know i think that this has become this is particularly interesting i think because this is a subject that has become very much uh you know at the forefront of people's minds um over the last few years i would say particularly since lockdown because i think lockdown um it's it's exposed um people's current state whereas maybe you know because if they were locked in in at home well so locked in at home uh you know you were at home um and you were not doing your normal things of going out and having all these distractions um it either made you think well yeah it either brought home um to you that any kind of weaknesses that you may uh you know uh, that you may have or you didn't have any you know issues before going into lockdown and actually being in lockdown you know made these issues come mm-hmm. to light so um, and at that point, of course, you know, everyone was not able to go anywhere. So, of course, these kinds of apps did particularly well because, you know, you 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 um, you're able to access them easily. Um, it's something that could hopefully help you. So you've got apps like Calm and Headspace, you know, they've done really well. And then you've seen as well, you know, this has been a very, as I say, a very hot topic over the last few years. Um, and according to data from PitchBook, uh, mental health tech groups have raised uh, almost $8 billion in capital since the beginning of 2020. So it's a very big area. 
Um, and I think I mean, there were some interesting stats in this in this uh, article saying that 20 percent of U.S. adults suffer from mental health problems and that five percent. I mean, I thought it was quite high. I mean, you know, have serious mental illness. And, you know, not only that, but um, there's not there aren't enough therapists um, to to help these people. Um, so. You know, I think this is interesting. Um, I mean, I thought this was an interesting article, but I mean, what what what, do you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I agree with you. It's it's one of those things. I think feel like it's a really relevant situation right now is that mental health piece because we are literally living a case study of what do you what happens to people when mm. they're isolated for two years straight, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's obviously not normal. And those people that are very extroverted that were used to going out and being with people in person and being yeah. at work, being on zoom and meeting people that way is it wasn't the same. It's mm. not the same as being in like real human contact. And so obviously mm. those people who have that, mm. that isolation would have been hideously difficult for. And when you think about the fact of how many people live alone, that mm. made it even more so. And it's, mm. it's one of those things that I, I worked in, I work in elderly care right now. And it's one of those mm. things that we've been very aware of is that, um the elderly were deeply affected by this because they weren't even allowed to see their families a lot of the time Mm. in the hardest times of their lives yeah absolutely Um, when they were getting sick when things were Mm. happening they weren't able to see their families and it's just this very isolating oh Mm. well maybe we can have zoom we can visit through windows stuff like that it's like it's still not the same you don't get Mm. actual human contact you don't get human touch and so to think like those of us who have access to smartphones and have access to some sort of app like that, it seems ideal. It's like, hey, I can spend 10, 15 pounds a month to mm. have this app by my side that will help me when I have anxiety, that will yeah. uh, that'll talk me through something. And a lot of the things are very like meditative and very like just getting you, like headspace is very self-descriptive right there. I thought you were going to say self-destructive. Surely not. (laughs) It describes itself well in in that like headspace. It's it's getting you into the right headspace. It's trying to like get your brain back into a place where you are more relaxed and are able to Mm. control emotions. And I can see, I think there's a lot of benefits to that. Mm. Um, I always... I'm, I get to be a pessimist in, in this sometimes where I'm like, okay, how much is this, the mental health professionals that are out there being self-serving? Mm. Oh, well, this could be really harmful. You shouldn't treat yourself because you should be paying us a bunch mm. to do. you. And I get very pessimistic about that sometimes. So I'm like, how much of it is that? Or how mm. much is true concern for the people mm. using it? Because I feel like there's, obviously it's a fairly new phenomenon. So it's not a lot of, study as to what the mm. of these kind of health apps have mm. um i mean i i like when we were just before this call when we were talking about this i did say to you this almost kind of reminds me of a bit like is it smile club or whatever um it, <laughs> uh and and i said you know i myself would think well if i really really wanted to have a, a straight smile and a you know really white teeth and stuff i would go i would you know, I would save money and go and see a dentist. I would not be like, oh, I'll just give it a go and I'll just, um, you know, send send off for this, you know, the stuff, whatever they do. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure they do a great job and all that, but it's just me, myself. I just think it's teeth. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> give it a, just give it a go. 
you know, be again, it'd be like um, doing late, you know, do, I think I'll have a go at doing my own laser eye surgery or something. Um, but I don't know, you, you, you have a different take on that, right? <laughs> I'm the, I, I said I was the dead opposite. So uh, <laughs> obviously I'm not going to do my own laser eye surgery. That's a little bit intense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But like dental, I absolutely am like, yeah, sure. I can do that. I have, <laughs> yeah. I have one of the little scrapers myself. <laughs> okay, I, yeah. I was like, plaque buildup cool that seems easy <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, like teeth whitening powder cool. yeah <laughs> so yeah yes very much like i don't know i know it's a family thing for me like that's how my family is we're like just come up with your own solution you can do that it's like have a weird skin issue just burn it off cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> by the way we're not we're not advocating this necessarily yes. for people out there, but, it hurts but for illustrative purposes we're just saying this is you know as, as as our own personal experiences here but um but yeah. more practical than i am okay like, yeah. I just, so i go that seems like a malady that i could solve my own <laughs> problem with and that's, uh, that's how i am that's not to say that i don't go to doctors when i feel like i'm glad to say i'm glad to hear that um but yeah no um i mean so bringing it back bringing it back you know i mean i reckon um Obviously, this this is this is um, uh, there was one um, a, a point that the the article made, which I thought was was very good. Is it said that actually investors need to, you know, they they need to play a positive role uh, in this, and rather than just chucking money at apps that because they're in the mental, um, you know, the 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 mental health space just throwing money at anything that, that is in that they need to really look deeper and make sure that the at those that, that what these companies are offering is actually of good quality and that is actually helping and not, you know, and not harming it, it albeit inadvertently um, the people that seek to use, to use the, the services that are being provided. So, you know, so yeah, so basically, investors it was sort of appealing to like in investors to make sure that what they're putting their money into is at least doing positive rather than negative yeah and i see like some of it was also about the ai therapist concept and i can yeah. see how we would be concerned about that as mm. far as like calm and headspace those are very much more like self um mm. you do them yourself you just kind of go through the process and listen to people talk but those are still real people that are mm. you're listening to a real person that actually maybe had some study on it but an ai i mean we've seen how ai has played some weird games when people have asked it weird questions and if you mm. think like that could potentially you have to be so tight with the restrictions on it and make mm. sure that's going to give good advice mm. because you don't want it to say something like oh yeah you should probably just give up now. Mm. Sounds yeah, well, you know, well, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where you have to be really, really tight with it so things like that don't happen because you don't mm. need a disaster of AI saying something. No, no. And what? Who has liability for that? Like, who mm. takes the liability for AI saying something stupid? Obviously, mm. when you're with a therapist, they have insurance for that kind of thing because. Mm. And like you, you talk to them directly. They they have the liability there with AI. Yeah. They have the liability. Who's yeah? Who's monitoring it? Who's making mm. sure that it's saying things that are actually productive? So I feel like if you go into that AI therapist idea, that can get a little bit more odd and mm. 
it could be destructive, really. Mm. So, I mean, in some way, you sort of think, well, you know, maybe they could be some sort of base level, you know, like, um, so it'd be like you do AI up to a certain bit, and then maybe AI itself sort of says, well, look, actually, it does sound like you have specific issues. We would, mm-hmm. you know, advise you to see someone, you know, to look at your individual case. Yeah. Maybe, you know, if there was some way of, of maybe incorporating that kind of thing in there. Um, you know, that'd be, I mean, in a way, like an AI, it's a bit like ringing up, you know, whatever it is, one, one, one or something, you know, that, that, that when, you know, if you, if you've got like a cold or, or something, you know, something you think is not that serious, you call up, then they, they're, they're almost like assessing whether it's worth you going to the GP or A&E or whatever, maybe AI could play some kind of role doing that yeah. uh perhaps but then again how where do you draw the line where does it stop where do you start to but i mean maybe that is better you know, at least that may be better than you trying to um use dr ai um oh, yeah. to to um to help to help you back to uh you know wellness um mm-hmm. but anyway and i think yeah. i could do a brilliant job it's like almost an ai referral system of like it gets you to a certain point and takes all like it takes what you've said into mind and it says, mm. "Hey, this specific or these specific professionals in your area are mm. very well versed in the situation that you're having, and mm-hmm. we think you should go to that." Or if it's something minor, like um, just that day I had anxiety because of something small, it's like, "Hey, mm. maybe you should go through this kind of, that that could lean mm. you towards something like maybe you should go to this thing in calm." and mm. listen to this and maybe that will mm. bring you down and if that doesn't help then you can talk to this professional and I think yeah be, i think it could be quite brilliant for mm. that kind of referral system yeah uh, it's yeah. just do probably shouldn't let ai give the medical mm. advice on its own no that's true <laughs> well like basically like acting as a kind of filter in a way mm-hmm. you know like you've got this yeah. and this is happening therefore we you know a uh, chat gpt would say this but yeah, like is exactly as you said. We would mm-hmm. also recommend this. So yeah, and it's something we have to put up with on the phone all the time. Anyway, you call so many customers or customers companies, and they yeah. ask you all these questions as, and then it leads you to the right avenue. It'd be like that, but AI version. And frankly, how many of us would rather just do that online on an AI yeah. version than on the phone and having to listen to the robot voice? I'd rather yeah. do it. AI, yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, although you know they might that you could probably um, you know incorporate the robot voice if you wanted the voice uh, <laughs> on there, um, but um, anyway, but there you go. So I mean, basically, well, I mean, our work is done, right? I mean, we've we've solved mortgages, we've solved mental health. I mean, this is you know this is a mic drop moment, isn't it? Really? I mean, it I is. I tell you what we can do. Uh, That's well, like half the world problems. Right sorry, there. I was going to say world peace tomorrow, perhaps. Um, oh, yeah. So we'll yeah we'll give it a go. Yes, absolutely. Well, anyway, um, thank you very much indeed um, for your insights and, and thoughts, uh, Lacey. Um, Always a pleasure. Brilliant. And, uh, and thank you very much for listeners for listening. Um, I, I did manage to confuse everyone, uh, I think, by, by posting something um, with, uh, you know, with Ralph. So I did, I did a, 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 you know, a podcast last week, but I didn't release it till yesterday and it was all a bit mixed up. So apologies if I created any, uh, any confusion amongst anyone but hopefully now it should all be solved but anyway thank you very much indeed have a great day whatever you're doing uh we'll be back back to solve world peace tomorrow 
So many thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.